G'day folks, one from the archive. I just finished listening to a 45 minute masterclass. And when I say that, I do not mean it lightly. I just listened to a, a recording I did with uh, my colleague and friend, John McTavish um, from probably 11 to 12 years ago. And this information that we covered is as relevant, if not more relevant for a listing and selling real estate agent today as it was more than a decade ago. Um, sure, we might use a little bit of different terminology, like we use the term back then, back more than a decade ago, about the uh, how social networking is becoming a thing. You know, so we might, you know, it dates, uh, you know, when we use terms like social networking, but isn't it interesting that way back when in 2008 or whenever it was we recorded this, that we predicted the world we live in now, uh, before Facebook even had an advertising platform, we were talking about how uh, how that's going to change the world. And certainly um, history has proven John and I right in that case and also in many of the things we discussed. And what's fascinating to me is right now I'm in business with John McTavish and you are going to hear towards the end of that recording where I say to John McTavish, um, you know, if ever you want to get back into agency, John, I'm in. I was expressing my desire to be in business with him. And isn't it funny that more than a decade later, I now am. And I'm honored to say that that's the case. This man is one of the smartest and sharpest guys in the industry. Let's go back in time to 2008 and let's listen in when I just started as a coach. And let's have a listen to one of my first interviews with uh, the great John McTavish. Have pen and paper ready. Take notes because you are going to uh, get a masterclass here in uh, what to do, how to do it, and how to be successful in real estate. Good luck. Have some fun. Bye for now. Taking care of all of your real estate needs by bringing you the experts. I'm your host, Glenn Twiddle. Okay, folks, I'm here for another CD of the month, and today I've got John McTavish uh, with me. And I tell you, I've um, in the phone call leading up to this uh, official recording, I tell you, I wish I had a recording of that, because me and John swapped a few stories that would have been so educational in and of themselves. Um, and I hope we can uh, re recount a few of those stories, because there's some real great learnings, and I knew from the moment that I spoke to him that we were going to have a blast of a call, and that you guys are going to love it and really get some true take-home value out of, uh, out of the time we get to spend with John. So, John, mate, thanks for making yourself available, man, and thanks for hanging out. Hey, it's a pleasure, mate. I really enjoyed it, and you're quite right. There were some great stories in that. I loved it. <laughs> Excellent, mate. Me too. Well, Bud, for, for those who haven't known your, again, now I've found since we've spoken, your very illustrious career spanning the ocean over to New Zealand and back, um, yeah, give our guys a bit of a short back and sides upon who they're going to be hanging out with for the next uh, you know, three quarters of an hour, hour or so. Okay, look, um, I guess um, from a real estate point of view, uh, mid-80s, I uh, went to Queensland, uh, decided to buy a house up there, and uh, after I'd bought the house, the agent came round and gave us a couple of bottles of beer, and I said to him, I said, listen, mate, how much did you get for selling me this house? And he said, four grand. I said, you're kidding. <laughs> you got four grand for driving me around and telling bad jokes all day. Said, yeah. <laughs> I said, how do I get a job there? He said, mate, there's a desk there. Come down. And that was with Taylor and Cook and Jim Burmba. So that's how I started in real estate. And I reckon wow. that's a pretty common story for a lot of people that started in, in real estate. Yeah. Um, I took wow. a computer into the office and nobody knew what it was. And I also got into trouble for returning calls to Sydney and Melbourne because... <laughs> okay, because they were long distance. They were long distance calls, <laughs> yeah. Gee, and every, okay. everything was on the market. We would get a buyer, they'd come off the plane uh, from one of the southern cities, we'd put them in the car and we'd just drive up and down and if there was a house in the street they liked, I'd just go up and knock on the door and say, hey, you want to sell your house? Right. Uh, your listing agreement was part of the contract and you wrote the contract on the boot of the car. So that's, uh -huh. that's how we started. And it was a great learning curve. It was a quick and the dead. Wow. Yeah, excellent, mate. So actually, it's good and timely. And we certainly, I do want to continue your story. But it's certainly timely that if you've been through that sort of market, you know, the 80s and even the 90s when it was kind of a very buyer-centric market, then you've seen markets like we're in right now before, wouldn't you? 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, we all know that it's 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 cyclical, but mm. but for me, you know, I've never subscribed to the fact that the vendor is the is is the kingpin of your business. I've always thought that the buyer is because um, I mean, let's face it, there's twenty times more buyers in the marketplace than the number of vendors you're ever going to have, mm. and the, and the buyers are moving into your area. And some of your, your vendors are moving away. Yes. Every buyer, every buyer you get on your books, there's an opportunity to do business with him again. Yeah. Uh, and there's an opportunity to sell his house if he's, uh, you know, there's two sides to every every deal. So I've always been a bit, a uh, bit more uh, skewed to looking after buyers, and uh, that helps you get a bigger database, you get a greater sphere of influence, and the vendors will come. You know, people say, oh, you list a good property, and the buyers will come. It works the other way as well. Yeah, excellent. Well, that's an answer because I tell you, I've got to say, mate, I've been the guy or one of the guys, one of the many guys, I'd suggest, that has been preaching the opposite. But you're certainly right that every one of those buyers at least has some intention, no matter how fleeting, of moving to your area. So, mate, that's an excellent way to look at it, and I really like that. So, uh, as I said, mate, I'm confident we're going to get some great <laughs> stuff out of you. So, where to from then, mate? So, you, you, you've got a job in the in the industry. You've yep. you've you've done some cool stuff in your uh, business that's pissed off the boss, and you've uh, racked up his phone bill and made him some sales as well. How, how then did um, that successful sales career segue into coaching and over to New Zealand and that sort of thing? Well, I figured that, um, yeah, I, I, I guess I was successful in Queensland. I figured if I was going to be successful there, why don't I come back to Sydney and do it in the big smoke, which I, I did. And uh, I came back to uh, a little company in Lane Cove called Danamat, which was run by Paul and Kathy Westerbrink. And they're just amazing, amazing people still in the business peripherally today. But I learned a lot from them. Um, Paul uh, joined LJ Hooker um, in the... Um, in the early 90s and of course I went with him and uh, at that point in time I got involved in writing and helping develop the LJ Hooker system from the, um, uh, from technology point of view and then I, uh, I left the sales side of things with Paul and uh, contracted to LJ Hooker to do their training for their technology and sales training around the country. Um, a year or so of that and Cookie called me in one day and said Mate, he said, this is too bloody expensive with you as a consultant. I want you to come work for the company. And <laughs> yep. so, so he took me on full-time as a, as a trainer. And uh, I used to travel about three weeks of a month around the, around the country training, training the guys. And it was a great, great time. It was a, a great, big, happy family. It was a really nice organization to be with. Um, then he took me from trainer and made me a regional manager in the, uh, in the southern part of Sydney, looking after 100 offices. Uh -huh. um, and from there, I went across to New Zealand, and it was general manager of New Zealand for a few years. Right. Um, I uh, left there to buy a couple of businesses of my own. In um, I bought them with Graham Tattle in Remuera and St Heliers, which were kind of like the double bay of Sydney. And um, unfortunately, Graham uh, contracted a tumour and, and passed away. I was very, very sad indeed. Mm. Um, at that point in time, I uh, decided I didn't want to be doing it as, uh, as much time, and uh, I got involved in the consulting business over there. I put together a plan for uh, a number of people, and finally my wife told me to come back to Australia because we've got five grandkids here, uh. and uh, I just picked up with some of the old cronies and uh, suddenly found myself working full-time as a, as a coach and traveling around Adelaide, Perth, Brisbane, uh, and enjoying the heck out of it. And so that's that's where it's been um, up until now. Wow, okay. Well, mate, there's a, a, an illustrious career that's certainly seen the highs and lows that our industry has had to offer. And, uh, yeah, well, mate, it's excellent. Well, mate, And thank you, mate. So I tell you, I'm quite honoured because, as you may or may not know, I'm a bit of a, a rookie and a newcomer to the world of, of training and stuff. The, the REIQ has led me to, uh, that was my first hit at, at training anyone publicly other than my own guys. And, uh, and so only for the last two years or so have I been training publicly. And I, like yourself, have been enjoying the journey. And it's great to have a, uh, one of the mainstays of, of the training world hanging out with us. So, mate, my next six months um, is going to be, for my CD of the Month members, is going to be based around kind of revisiting the market as it is now, not as it was in kind of boom times, 2006 to 2008, you know, etc. But what it's taking to succeed now around four main areas, which is attracting and getting a client to 
go from being someone who doesn't want you to someone who wants an appraisal or something. So I guess attracting listing opportunities, then converting listing opportunities to listings. Then the next quadrant is going to be what to do with them when you've got them. So once you've got a listing, how do you do your job? And then the last bit is once you've done with them and sold, what do you do with your clients who aren't listing or selling in your area? So those are the four areas, mate. And I'd, I was hoping, you know, and again, you can certainly help direct me uh, in where you want to go with this and what your areas of expertise is. But, um, mate, if, if you want to, do you want to have a play with each of those quadrants and let's get some of that gold that's between your ears and let's see if we can get it down onto a CD. All right, look, let's let's take them as they as they come, and uh, I'm a bit of a rambler, so if I get off track, you pull me <laughs> pull me back again. But let's look at let's look at attracting business. How do you how do you attract business? Um, and of course, one of the things that's fascinated me over the last few years is social networking. Uh, a lot of people yes. have lots of questions about that. Um, social networking, you just leave the social part off it. It's just networking, uh, uh-huh. whether it's on a computer or whether it's uh, down the local coffee shop. It's just networking but one of the things a number of my clients have had great success with is the business network thing that we've been looking at and essentially it's this most real estate offices are in a business strip of some description and they might have 10 20 60 or 300 businesses around them some some are near near shopping malls where they've got lots and lots of businesses and so what i suggest is this one salesperson in an office takes a bit between his teeth, goes and knocks on the door of every business, and he says something like, um, could I speak to the manager, please, or are you the owner? And he introduces himself and says, g'day, Glenn, John's my name, and I'm from XYZ Real Estate. Listen, mate, I'm putting together a list of business people in the area uh, with a view to improving our business and our bottom line profitability. Would you be interested in joining me? And, of course... It's, the it's business a, owner would yeah. say, hell yeah. <laughs> yes. And so, look, all I need at this stage is your email address, and I just need to ask you, is it okay by you, once I've got this email database uh, put together, is it okay by you if I give your email address to other business people in the in the area? Mm-hmm. And, and they agree to that, and they, and they love it. Now, the, there is, of course, one small group of businesses that are going to be missing from that, and that's your other... Real estate agents. Real estate agents. Yeah. Got it. So now what you've got is you've got a whole group of business owners, but the the thing to remember is that each of those businesses employs people. Yeah. Those people work in the area and they live somewhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you've actually got access into a, ho- a lot of people uh, mm. by virtue of the businesses. And what you then do is you get them cross-marketing. Um, see if the you know, if there's... I've got six or eight people working in my office or or 20 people working in my office. They all eat pizza. They all buy coffee. And so those other business owners are at liberty to email me and my business and say, hey, we've got special on this Tuesday. We've got this on or we've got that on. And so you start doing business with each other. And when you do business with people, um, they start to refer you. And so, so essentially, it's just a business networking, very easy, very quick to set up. And then, of course, what you do is you invite them to all your open homes and you tell them you've just sold something or you've just listed something. Mm-hmm. I, although it's a little bit, uh, you do get slightly more uh, unsubscribes, I, I'm actually a believer in emailing everybody everything. Uh, I, I don't try and filter things. Uh, in fact, we, uh, we have one fellow on our email list um, in an office and one of the guys looked over and said, I don't know why you're emailing this bloke for. He's about 90 years of age and doesn't speak English. And uh, <laughs> the salesperson said, I'll tell you why I'm emailing him because he forwards his emails to his daughter in London and she's moving back and she's about to buy a house off me. Ah, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, you never know, do you? Well, it's, that's right. Real estate is made up of lots and lots of stories just like that where you've been doing business with somebody and the business comes back to you in another way. So that's the, yeah. the networking business. Um, to be completely proactive, I still think nothing beats door knocking, but uh-huh. don't get too fancy. If you're going to go out there, just go and knock on the door. If somebody answers, says, hi, John's my name. I'm from XYZ Real Estate. Just wondered if you think they're selling your house this year. Okay, and yep. then on to the next one. I mean, it's a lot more honest, and yep. uh, you're not there chatting and trying to make out that you're trying to do something different. Uh, yeah. Same phone. You know, on, you've got a phone list. Hi, this is John. Just ringing to see whether you think you're selling your house. 
sometime this year. Uh, no, we're not. Yes, we are, whatever. The amazing thing is the numbers are always the same. Yeah. You know, it's the same number of people in any marketplace that are ready to sell or buy or whatever it is. And if you ring that person, they'll say yes. Yeah. Because it's, yeah. In, it's in their interest. So it's just a matter of getting to the numbers. And mm. whether you want to be really fancy and spend 20 minutes with every person or whether you want to spend 10 seconds, uh, it's it still gets there. And I know people who've, you know, got into the real estate business, made 500 calls in their first week and never looked back. Yeah, well, mate, I tell you, you're describing two of my guys were a bit maniacs like that, and uh, one of them ended up being my first seven-figure earner, and he was one of my record holders who could make literally 400 cold calls, seen you know, seen connections in a week, yeah. and um, and and he could do that. He was just a maniac, and it's interesting. He came from a military background, so I reckon it was that discipline that was why he could put up with it you know um but yeah that was his sole method of bringing in business was um outbound telemarketing calls very simple like you said 10 seconds of hey you're thinking of selling yep yep mm. just ask for the order don't beat around the bush get to it people respect yeah. that in 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 a way mm. um okay so look let's assume we've attracted a few people and and uh, i think that the the next thing you need to do is you need to get in front of people who are ready to do business. And yes. the best way I know is at an open home. And, and if you want more business than you can ever need in your life, you, all you have to do is be the person they want when, when, when they come to your open home. And, and by that, I mean just out, you know, outperform anybody else that's, that, that's there. And there's all sorts of ways to do it. The first thing is, don't put three direction arrows out. Put 20 or 30. Um, mm. You couldn't have a better investment than that uh, if you're doing open homes of a, of a weekend. Uh, don't forget there's a, the majority of the people in that suburb aren't going to your open homes or anybody's open homes, but they're still yeah. seeing your signs. So they, yeah. they drive around and you've got three open homes and 90 signs and somebody else has got you know 90 signs and, and, and 90 open homes. I still see you as equally successful. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, I tell you, John, um, the uh, my guys have had open home uh, tactics shoved down their throat, or many of them have, because I've got a successful program. Uh, my my program is called How to Embarrass Your Competitors When Your Clients Compare Them to You, or something to that effect. You know? I love it. Um, <laughs> yeah, and again. Um, some of my guys, again, they're probably sick of me ramming this open home thing down their throat, but I'm really glad you brought it up because I love it and I can't wait because you got that's a great tip. I'd just add, just make sure you check with your local council on what you're allowed to do with your directional signs. But I tell you what, yep. if there's no uh, legal restriction on the amount of directional signs you can put up, man, you're absolutely right. Inundate. Why wouldn't you put 20? That's brilliant. Yeah, get them out there early in the morning, get them back of the night time, otherwise you'll find your competition's out there stealing them because yeah, it's yeah. Uh, nasty about it. Uh, yeah. And then look, the next thing to do is when somebody sets foot on into that open home, you want to be the man or be the woman, so to, so to speak. And one of the ways I've found to set yourself aside is a little thing called the information memorandum. Mm-hmm. Most people, when you go to an open home, um, most salespeople will give you a brochure. And, and yep. to be fair, in some cases, it's a it's a really special looking brochure. It's uh, two or three or four pages, and it can be glossy and it can be, you know, super produced. But the fact of the matter is, um, you can do better by producing a thing called an information memorandum. And these things could be anything up to a hundred pages. But it's it's. Not hard to produce. You just think of every question you could have if you were a serious buyer interested in the property and stick all the answers in there. Put in the yeah. put in the rates, put in the taxes, put in a copy of the contract, um, put in a letter from your property manager estimating the, the rental return on the on the property, put in some suggested solicitors, put in some suggested tradespeople, um, put in a uh, profile of your suburb, put in the bus routes, how far away it is from the CBD, what are the schools, what nights the garbage is collected. You just put in yeah. that much information. Now, I can I can almost hear the business owners out there going, "McGarry's oh, just going to cost me a million dollars." <laughs> I bet you. I tell you what, I can almost hear my top guys scribbling furiously, pushing pause on the CD and wanting to rewind it to write down everything you just said, mate. Because that is gold, and I've never taught them that. I love it. That's brilliant. 
Well, there's two ways you can um, hand it out, depending upon whether you've got a really busy open or whether you've got a bit of uh, relaxed time on your hands. And I would do something like, Mr. and Mrs. Johnson, uh, thanks for coming to our open today. Look, this is the single-page brochure we've got on the property for you, and that's pretty much the same that you're going to get for most agents. But I do have uh, something here which we call the information memorandum. It's prepared for people who have further interest in the property. I'll just flip through this and show you some of the things that are in it. If you've got any further interest in the property at all or you just want this, you let me know on the way out and I'll make one available for you. Mm. And so you expose them to it. And I've actually had, Glenn, I've actually had um, salespeople list another property on that alone. It was, yeah, I bet. The, the people were so impressed. And I'm, I subscribe to the fact, I think somewhere between 20 and 30% of all people coming through your open homes are potential vendors. Mm. Yep, yep. And again, yeah, that's probably either right or conservative. Yes. Um, you know, so yeah, you're you're a hundred percent right, mate. And you know what? What's really interesting, what what I, as I'm just thinking about that strategy, uh, as as I do, um, I reckon about three quarters of that wouldn't have to be specially prepared for the individual property. Like the stuff that's the bus routes and all that stuff yes. is probably going to be consistent from listing to listing. So it's not going to be a ridiculous effort in order to prepare it either, no, is it? Not at all. If you want a really nice history of your suburb and a whole lot of information, go to Wikipedia. They'll give you they'll give you great amounts of information. Just cut and paste it. And, and where there's any copyright, just make sure you acknowledge where you got the information from. But um, and and for instance, if you're next to a, a, a large mall, um, just go to the mall site, and they'll give you lists of all the all the shops that are in there, and they'll tell you why you should shop there and why it's so good. Um, virtually every business in your area has got a reason why they're better than anybody else, and you stick all that stuff in there, and everybody else is doing the job for you. Yeah, and I tell you what, again, as, as a one-off, and this is one that I've uh, subscribed to. Um, for, for, for a while and it maybe even relates back to your networking thing um, you know how you were going back and saying to the business owners hey give us your email address we're going to join a little community yep. while you were there one might say um, I've got a database of 4,000 uh, people many of them live and, and shop around here when I send you my clients and I'd love to give you a plug because I'm a local business owner well I'll give you a plug for nothing I don't want anything out of that you know certainly advertisers are going to charge you a fortune for that but when my people come in what could you do for them that's exactly right and get a little discount from each of those shops, oh, yes. even if half of them give you a discount, and shove all that in the information memorandum. Yes. Um, mm. Not only in the information memorandum, but um, uh, I I sometimes shudder at, at uh, salespeople who go do a job for a vendor, and uh, they'll earn uh, $20,000, $30,000 from that vendor, and they'll give them a bottle of champagne. Yeah. Or something, some such thing. You know, we we should be doing a lot more for our vendors, and we should be doing a lot more for our buyers as well. One of the things you can do for the buyers, with all those businesses you've got in that network, I reckon you should have free pizza, you should have free coffees, because every business wants to get that person first time. Because if they get them yeah. first time and they pro provide a reasonable experience, then they've got a customer for life. Well, and you get mm. you'll get free break jobs. You'll get lubes. You'll get pizza. You'll get restaurants. Um, everybody would bend over backwards. In fact, one of my clients, this was really good thinking, just went to uh, I think it was Coles, and uh, got their shopper dockets, and then just contacted all the business on the shopper dockets, got the oh, same John. deal, and I love it. Put it in his uh, put it in his gift pack. John, what, what, I t what I told my guys to do, and again, mate, I, we think so alike, because if you instructed your guy to do that, or, or whether he come up with it or whatever, um, I got my guys to go to entertainmentbook.com.au, yes. same strategy, yes. you, know, you know those entertainment books, they yes. get all the discounts, yes. call all the businesses in there, 90% of them will give you the same deal. That's it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, um, mate, I like so look, it. let's say we've got, um, I mean, you want to get lots of people to your open homes. Um, yes. Why not invite them by email? Do that on a Thursday. Build yourself a massive database. Uh, mm. And for any uh, business owners out there want to know how to do it, mate, look, I know that they're going to get the poops with me for telling them, you know, pay for the database. 
but there's people out there paying massive amounts of dollars for uh, for lists and for databases and so forth. Yep, I've bought them myself, mate. Yeah, well, I look. I had a client recently didn't have a very good database. And what we did, we put in a strategy where he paid up to two dollars. It was on a sort of a sliding scale, and uh, I mean, he went from a. I guess it would be less than 300 to a database of 4,000 genuine emails within 30 days by paying members of his staff up to a couple of bucks for each. They fell over themselves. You know, these wouldn't go out and door knock. Wouldn't go do 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 a thousand door knocks, and I reckon you probably there's there's two hundred thousand dollars worth of business in that, and yet. They've, they won't do that, but they fall over themselves to get $2 for an email address. But mm-hmm. nevertheless, some of them did earn a grand for the month. Mm. But instantaneously, we just about quadrupled the number of people coming to their open homes. Because mm. now we have an email going out saying, hey, here's all our open homes coming up for the, for the current weekend. Yeah. Uh, and so that's a very good strategy to get people there. But when when you're there, don't waste the time. Look good, look professional, have some great stuff to hand out. Um, and I've got a sheet. If anybody wants to email me, um, Glenn, just John at johnmctavish.com, I'm happy to send some of this stuff out to them um, if they just want to uh, send me their email address. Um, well, uh, and and le- actually, let's ju- just let me um, uh, reiterate the importance of that. We were talking earlier uh, what John's got for you guys, and again, he's not charging you a cent. But what he is saying is, you've got to take some action. So if you email John at johnmctavish.com, so that's uh, John M C T A V I S H dot com. He's got his magic eight questions, and th- and that's eight questions, John, that you use at your open houses that took a guy. Out of six guests at an open house, he got three appraisals from it. Was that the case? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was his last open house for the day, um, and he was struggling a little bit to get the, you know, how it's, you've got new questions, you could get your tongue around it. He said the biggest problem was he had these eight questions, and, and he felt that he was holding people up, that, that, that there were some people waiting to get in. But he, he asked, and I said to him, I said, look, you're in control of that person's house. The vendor's entrusted you the, their house. You know, take a bit of control, take a bit of power, and don't let anybody in unless they give you all the details that you want. Um, and oddly enough, you know, he, he got this fairly smooth for his last one, yeah, and, and six people through, and he got three new appraisals out of it. He got to one of those appraisals, and the people said to him, look, we, we got you around because we're very impressed with how you handled that open house. We like the way you took control. We, wow. we would like somebody doing that for us because we just came from an open home where there were 15 people and they just were wandering around like Brown's cows and nobody knew who they were. My textbook, bud. Well done. What a great strategy. So, guys, email John for that one. Because um, guess what? Guess Because I don't know what those eight questions are. John hasn't told me what they are. Guess who's going to be the first person to email John? Because I want him. I, that sounds great. So, good on you, John. Thanks for that offer, mate. I appreciate hey, it. Listen, and, and if you, you're a bit scared of, uh, if anybody's out there, a bit scared of asking eight questions and having people bank up, um, and a, a young guy uh, in Newcastle who I think is a bit of a, a rising star, and, and uh, he said, Oh, mate, said, I just couldn't do it. But I printed them out as a questionnaire. I put them on a clipboard and I hand them to people as they're walking through my opens and they fill it all out. So he said, it's working for me. So I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Good on him, mate. Excellent. You go with what you got. So he's yes. done well. Yeah. And again, just, John, from, to give you, and I know we, we haven't got into it too much. My guys are probably sick of hearing it. But in my open house uh, secret shop, 101 open houses that we secret shopped, mate, no one did any of this cool stuff. So the great news is if you just implement a few of these strategies that John's given you, a few of the ones I've given you, you're going to be a shining star in compared to your competition. Yes, yes. Mm. Hey, um, okay, so we've attracted some people and then we've yeah. uh, we've behaved in a professional manner. We impressed the hell out of them and they said, will you sell our house? Yep, beautiful. So we've got a listing appointment of some description. Yeah. Mm. Uh, now, look, here's a tip. You want to see one, what I think is one of the best listing presentations ever. Just get onto YouTube and type in world's best listing presentation. And there's, okay. there's a young girl on there 
That is awesome. She's, you'll know you've got the right one. She's in a white coat, and it's a role play, but it's awesome, yeah. awesome role play. Only the Yanks can, can do those things. They're just, they're just great. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. But um, but basically, she arrives and she says, you know, I've got to ask you three really important questions. Firstly, do you have to sell? And and I can't remember what the second one is now, but I think the third one is, and are you going to put me to work now? So, <laughs> okay. Um, she is awesome if you want to see how to handle commission objections and of course they're charging i think she's charging seven or eight percent so yeah they charge some some yep. of our guys are uh, charging um uh, she's just brilliant and and there's, there's three parts to the series i think youtube now is a, just an amazing resource mm. i mean i dropped my iphone in the bloody pool the other day raced back looked up youtube um how to fix an iPhone that you dropped in the pool, I think I typed in, and I got five or six videos, pulled one of them up, followed it through, figured out how to pull it open, vacuum it and heat it and fixed it. God, unbelievable. Yes. Jesus. Because uh, I know whenever I get a piece of software I can't drive, yes. you stick that software in tutorial and That's you'll it. never have to do another course yes, ever. Exactly. So there's some amazing stuff. I tell you who's also very good if you're looking to justify advertising and to uh, understand why people will pay a lot of money for the marketing uh, is Tom Panos. I think he's got oh, yes. he's got some really good ways to present it. Yes. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So YouTube let's, let's assume we've got a listing. I mean, yep. there's all sorts of listing presentation things are there. I guess you need a pre-listing kit. Yep. Um, and, and my pre-listing kit's pretty simple. Uh, I've got a, a book that I recommend you put together called, it's called Why Choose Us? And then basically what you do is you, you list every sale your office has ever made since the year dot. Um, yep. If you're in a big office, it could be, I did one the other day and they had 7,000 sales, Glenn. How's that? And wow. the front page of this book says, Why Choose Us? Big question mark. And underneath yep. it says, Here's 7,000 Reasons. And, and then and below that, it says, when it comes to doing the numbers, here's the only one you'll ever need. And, of course, it's the guy's mobile phone number. Uh, uh -huh. um, so we've got that, and that's a that's quite a substantial book. Uh, yeah. And then he's got uh, another book which we call My Proudest Moments, and that's just testimonials. Uh, now, if you're going to do testimonials, don't just put them all in page by page by page what you need to do is you need to get all your testimonies out read through them and then find the power sentences you know where it says you're the best real estate agent ever or yep. i got fifty thousand dollars more than i ever expected there's yep. these little gems are in there so you pull out 50 or 60 of those and you make those the first three or four pages of your of your testimonial book just yep. put, put all the power stuff up the front and then put all the uh, all the rest of it down the back. And don't be afraid to use testimonials for other people in the office uh, if yep. you're only fairly new in the in, in the business. So yeah. that's basically it. And then the other one's kind of a media kit uh, on yourself because uh, you don't want to be blowing your own trumpet or justifying things when you get there to do the listing presentation. The listing presentation is all about them. Yes. Um, so if you can get that out, so so we suggest we do that, uh, and then do your listing presentation, and don't forget to ask for the business. Yep. Um, I got a. You're probably the same as me. You get you put these things out into the marketplace, and then somebody will actually do it and succeed with them. They ring you up, and it's yes. Christmas, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, mate. Yep. It worked because my, my little clothes that I've been teaching recently, because uh, I've been just screaming at them, you know, about professional photography and if they can video tours. Yes. And so my clothes has been, once you've done the job and you know the job's done, just sort of say to them, look, our videographer slash photographer, whichever one you're going to go for, is really busy. Can I book them in later this week or do you need the weekend to clean up and we'll do it early next week? And there's the close. Yes. And if they say yes to that, then you've, you've got the deal. I love that. Um, That's secondary <laughs> close. Yeah, and, and, and you get the phone calls, Glenn, Glenn, I did that. I can't believe they said early next week. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's good stuff, Exactly, mate. yeah. So, so I, I got this guy to do that bit of the pre-listing kit and then he said, so how do you, uh, how do you uh, open your listing presentation. I said, well, why don't you open it with a close? And he said, what? And he said, I thought we were supposed to build rapport. I said, look, just assume that the, that your pre-listing kit built the rapport. Why don't you say something like, look, based on what you've seen, uh, do you think I'm qualified to represent you and sell your house? 
And if they say yes, just pull the paperwork out. Yeah, beautiful. And it worked. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> and he was right on the phone to John. And, and, and he was too, yeah. yeah. Right, take that if you need to, mate. Or, All right. Or Let me just, I'll just run that out to Annette. Mate, give me two secs. You're right, mate. John's just taking a break. I may or may not edit this out. We, we'll never know. You know that uh, it's late at night. We've both had a bourbon and this is a very informal chat. Yeah, there you go, mate. Best laid plans of mice and men. I think <laughs> I set Skype not to interrupt us and I turned my mobile off. And <laughs> got one on the landline. <laughs> <laughs> All good, my man. No worries. I've got good editing software. Whether whether or not I use it or whether or not I leave it in there to keep the natural feel. All oh, right. Nice. <laughs> so where were we? We were at, um, yeah, yeah. so again, uh, start with the clothes. I love it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he was, he was so thrilled. But I do believe very often we talk too much. In, in the listing presentation. Um, and uh, if you watch that YouTube thing we're talking about, you'll see how she really cuts to the, cuts to the chase. Uh, but, yeah, he just said, look, based on the information I've sent you, um, do you feel I'm qualified to represent you? And they said, well, uh, yes, we're very impressed. And he just said, well, if we get the paperwork out of the way now, we can do a lot more work on developing our strategy to get you a better price. And, mm. and and I thought that was a very nice way to do it as well. So we've pulled out the paperwork, half filled in, of course, which is always a must, fill in everything. You know, I had a, yep. <laughs> a salespeople say to me once, well, why would you fill it all out? You may not get the listing. Oh, and then God. you wasted it. <laughs> oh, goodness. Goodness, yeah. There, well, there's the mentality, mate, and that's, I suppose, why you and I have a job, mate, is because of that, that, uh, you know, but that being said, mate, you know, then then I don't know if it was on this call or in our first chat, but, um, you know, as I was saying to you that some of the folks will know, uh, some of my best guys send along the pre-filled out paperwork in their pre-listing kit, and as I said, my best guy has had three in the last year just handed to him at the start. I so. love that. I like yeah. That was in our pre-conversation, I think, and I absolutely mm. love that. And I was mm. really disappointed that I didn't think of it. <laughs> you know, I love it, mate. That, that's what again, young young Chris Gilmore, that many of my folks will know, because uh, Chris has done some training with us lately. He called me up the other day, and I was talking to him about a strategy that he implemented, and it was a doozy. And he said. That's the best thing I've ever heard from a marketing perspective, and I'm pissed off I didn't think of it. So, yeah, no, good job, mate. Well, consider that one a gift, my man. Give that one to you guys, mate, because it's a puff. All right, let's, let's move on to assuming that we've got a listing. What do we do with them? Yes. And and I learned a long time ago, and I, I'd like to be able to, you know, accredit this to somebody, but I can't remember who it was. But it was a, it was a matter of, John, just remember the vendor only has to answer yes to two questions and you have a sale. And I thought to myself, wow, that's fantastic. But the two questions you actually have to work very hard to get them to say yes to. And the first one is, is it a fair price? Now, it doesn't have to be a great price, but if they say yes to, in their own mind that, that what's on offer is a fair price, yep. then that's half the battle. And the second one is, did the agent do everything we could have expected? Is, the, is there anything left to be done. So the first question, is it a fair price? Second question, you know, and I guess it relates back to is it a fair price again because if there's something left to be done, then they're worried that there may be another person out there who'd pay more. Um, so is it a fair price and did we do everything right? Answer yes to those two questions and you've got a deal. Yeah. Yep. And, of course, if you look behind the questions, how do you get a vendor to say, yes, this is a fair price? I mean, we know as a matter of course that the majority of offers we get from people in the marketplace are actually a fair price mm. because they're, they're based on the buyer's experience, which is usually a lot greater than the vendor's experience. Absolutely, yes. And so what we have to do is we have to provide the information which allows the vendor to make a qualitative decision and know intuitively that, yes, this is a fair price. So it, it comes back to communication. Yeah. Yeah, and again, the biggest uh, feedback we got as an industry when they did the, the study was from sellers was they didn't hear from their agent enough. So what's the number for you, mate? I know there's a lot of us with our own opinions, but what's the number as far as feedback and vendor contact for yourself? Uh, if it's an auction, 
I actually like to be in touch with the vendor every day. For, for whatever for whatever reason, and one of the nicest calls you can make. G'day, Glenn. It's John here. I'm just ringing to let you know I've got nothing to tell you. Mm. You know, it, it's. Um, I can tell you. I can accredit one statement to uh, Paul Westerbrink, who said to me, "McTavish, if any vendor ever rings this office asking for you, I'll know you're not doing your job." <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's very. And, and I said, I said. Well, uh, what if a car runs through the front fence, smashes into the house, and it's just... <laughs> and he said, you know what I mean. <laughs> yep. And, yep. And, that's, and that's the case. If the vendor ever rings the office, we're not yep. doing the job yep. because they shouldn't have any surprises. They shouldn't yeah. know everything that's going to happen. We have to, to hold the hand. So mm. I take the role as um, that every salesperson is a coach to their vendor, Mm. And the other thing I think we sometimes do wrong, we're very quick to get on the phone and say, oh, Glenn, it's John here. I just want to let you know we had a great open home. There were 22 people through. They all thought the place was dark and they all thought it was worth about 400000 and they did this and one guy said that. Now, the minute we start giving feedback with our own voice, you get into that shoot the messenger type. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Syndrome. So I believe we should escalate the feedback over the week, if you do your open home on Saturday, leave them a nice note that says, thank you very much for making the house so beautiful. We had six parties through and I'll be following them up and I'll be in touch with you. And then um, I would be uh, following all those people up and I'd be sending a written report uh, to, to the vendors. And there's a, there's a formula for that. Um, I, I have a thing which I call the golden rule of negotiation and it actually starts from the very first time the vendor sees a buyer's name on the report and the golden rule for me is never let them hate each other never yeah, absolutely. think that, that one is trying to get the better of the other uh, mm. in fact I look for the, for the nice things about the buyers and I always try and tell my vendor Mr and Mrs Johnson, you're going to love these people. They just think your house is beautiful. They've got this gorgeous daughter and they just fell in love with your home and he's a social worker and she works at the local church, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> and whatever it is, it's got to be true. Yes, yes, yes. Paint the best picture possible. So now you've got your vendor rooting for your buyer. Mm. Oh, yes, come on. I hope they can get it. I really love them to own my house. Mm. There, there was a tip that uh, I think it was Roger Clark gave me. One of them said, whenever you're talking about the buyer, whenever you've got an offer to present, the first words out of your mouth should be, they're a lovely couple. That's it. And, uh, but yeah, that's, that's clever. Yeah. yeah. And the same for the, for the, uh, for the vendors. I mean, I talk mm. to my buyers. I say, look, uh, the folks are very keen for you to have the home. They, uh, they, they've lived in it for a long time. They love it. Now, you do realize, of course, that they're moving to a retirement home, and this is the last chance they have in life of putting some dollars in the bank. So uh, it's not that they want to – that they're greedy, but they really need to maximize the, their uh, take from this, and that's my job, of course. Um, so you understand as much as I want you to get into the home, it's my job to get the most amount of money from the vendors. Mm. But there's got to be a good reason for them to have that other than these are the greedy capitalists who want to rip you off for every dollar you got. Yeah. Mm. That's, and that's so a good strategy the, there. Mm. So that golden rule starts from the very first feedback that goes to the to the vendors. Yeah. And and I think if you ask the questions correctly, all the feedback can come in the form of the three part thing, which is one, the good news. They love this or they love that or they thought this was wonderful. Um, the bad news, they were a bit worried about this or they had some concerns about that. And then the price. And, and with some clever questioning, you can get an offer or a price indication from every single person that comes through the, comes through the property. Mate, yeah, again, we're preaching from the from the same book, but I've been saying that to guys uh, for a while where they're saying there's no buyers. And I'll, I'll say to them, you know, if I'm on the phone, well, I'm a buyer. How much is it listed for? Yes. And uh, they'll say 400000 I'll say, well, I'll buy it for two eighty. Um, yep. So there's everyone has a price that they'll pay somewhere between me being an idiot yes. and yes. and what the sellers want. Everyone. Yep. So we need to find out what that is. So my, I, I, I people would that. say to me, people would say to me, oh no, look, I'm not interested. I say, okay, not at any price. No, not at any price. Would you buy it for one fifty? Oh, of course, I'd buy it for one fifty. <laughs> yeah. Would you pay so three? Yeah, I'd pay. Yeah. Three. Would you pay three? Yeah, I'd pay three. Would you pay four? No, I wouldn't pay four. Yeah. Mister Twiddle said that he would not pay four hundred thousand dollars for this property. Mm. 
absolute God's honest truth. It's part of the conversation, and and then you can you can report it. And that's the other thing. Everything has to be the God's honest truth. You have to be able to swear not. on a stack of Bibles. Uh, it's too important. We, we've we've got too much responsibility for all of these parties to be playing around with idiot games. So mm. I would suggest that everybody just learns the professionalism, learns the right questions, so you get the right answers, and then just record everything. And you never have to worry about a thing then. Mm, yeah, agreed. That's an excellent tip as well. Yeah, beautiful, mate. Beautiful. Well, mate, so we've got the, the, the job done. Uh, we've, um, you know, we're into the, the, the fourth quadrant, I guess. We've, we've listed, we've sold, we've settled. Um, what are some of the strategies, I guess, first off, I suppose, this is a two-part question. What do we do with that buyer and seller straight away? And you alluded to that before, um, or maybe it was before the call started, where we maybe don't do enough right now as an industry for our buyers and sellers. So what do we do with them once they're no longer a prospect or a customer? Now they're just a person who either has just sold through us or just bought through us. And then the second part of that is, what do we do with the rest of the community when they, you know, in the five years when they don't need a real estate agent? Hmm. Yes. Um and what do we do with the people who didn't buy from us? If we just step back a little bit, let's say you get a hundred buyers through a property over a period of time, and one of them buys, ninety-nine of them don't. Yeah, um, they may buy something else you've got, but let's say eighty-five of those buy from another agent somewhere, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. and we're talking about genuine buyers. They should be in the database as well. Because you know what? If you stay loosely in touch with some of those people, in five years' time, they'll actually believe they bought it from you. <laughs> because most agents yep. don't follow up. They do. They give up, mate. I agree. Hey, look, here's a tip. Here's how to uh, to handle them. During the course of your interaction with them, you need to get to know them. You need to genuinely be asking, you know, do they play golf? Do they do this? What what it is? And, and that's just a conversational skill. But for heaven's sake, make sure you write it down somewhere. Now, you and I, Glenn, we're in the course of business. I happen to talk to you. You say you're heading off for golf. Uh, do you love golf? Oh, mate, I love golf. I live for it. Every take Wednesday off and Sunday and I play golf. So I put that in my database and then let's say I'm uh, coming back from the States one day and I'm in the plane and I pick up the magazine in the plane. It's got a great article on Tiger Woods or on something else. Um, I just surreptitiously tear it out or keep the magazine. <laughs> Hand it to my PA when I get back and say golf. And what she does is she scans it, puts it in an email, goes to the database, sorts out everybody that's that's uh, interested in golf, and you get an email that says, Hi, Glenn, on a plane the other day, I thought about you when I saw this article. Mm. On regards, John. Love and, it. Yep. And it's as simple as that. Now, if you've got them sorted, it might be a good wine. Um, just be just be aware that everybody out there has similar interest to you. If you're on uh, Gray's online auctions and you've come across a great wine deal, go to your database, find out who is interested in wine. Say, hey guys, it's just on Gray's. It's a really nice uh, Merlot on sale for a dollar fifty a bottle, or mm. whatever. It's a matter of you will never annoy somebody if you talk in terms of their interest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but if they're getting an email about how you've sold another house and it's five years since they've been in the market, that yeah. works pretty thin. Well, certainly, I'll tell you what, mate. I just bought a house up here at the lovely Sunshine Coast. The day I moved in, now I don't know, I, I suspect that this was a targeted letter because the day I moved in, I got a to-the-homeowner letter mailed to me from the local real estate agency asking me if ever I needed uh, to sell give him a call. I'd moved in for five minutes and, and there was the letter to me. And, and was the same agency? Uh, no, no, not the agency I bought through. Oh, uh, okay. But uh, just, no, the opposition. Um, the, the agency I bought through is the best of the bad bunch up here, I've got to say. Oh. Um, he, he was quite good, in fact. Um, you know, a few things that I'm, I'm going to talk to him about. I didn't telegraph the fact too badly that uh, that I was, you know, a coach. He knew I did something, but uh, yes. it wasn't really until after we were unconditional that he knew who I was. But um, and, and since then, we've been here three months from now, I've never yet received anything from the opposition that's anything other than, hey, do you want to sell? You would think mm -hmm. if there's a new resident to the area, someone would have adopted me yeah. as 
with a welcome pack, you know. Um, so, you know, it's well, just you see, really... You, you hit it on the head. And if you use the welcome pack that we talked about before, if you get your welcome pack from all of the other businesses in the area that want to expand their business, it actually doesn't cost you anything. That's so exactly why right. not find out who's buying from everybody? And yeah. uh, if you're with uh, Ray White and it's an LJ Hooker sale in the street, you get out there and give them your welcome pack. Absolutely, mate. And how good is that? Mm, mate, John, if ever you're ready to open a business again, mate, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, look, yeah. that's, um, I don't know, is that enough time for us? For yeah, that's mate, that, that's phenomenal, bud. That's exactly, uh, mate, I tell you, you've almost, with the quality of that information, the very little of it we doubled up on, even though, you know, from my other trainings and things, because, mate, that was absolutely the right philosophy these guys are going to have i reckon that's one of the best calls i've done for a long time mate so mate, my greatest appreciation for that and i just want to remind the guys get onto john's mailing list do whatever you got to do give john an email at john at john com. get those eight golden rules for uh yeah, for for the eight golden questions for your open homes, um, and yeah, mate, I don't even know if I'm going to do the next six months now because in in this short you know hour, I reckon we've covered some of the best stuff on those four quadrants that these guys will have heard uh, for some time, mate. So I'm I'm deeply appreciative, mate. Really enjoyed talking to you, and uh, let's catch up for a cup of coffee in the flesh and do a mate, little bit I more brainstorming, help. and maybe we'll write that book, mate. Mm, yeah, keep your eyes out for John's book and uh, definitely get on John's mailing list because he's got an idea for a book that I reckon's a ripper. If you've got any amusing real estate stories and John's got a million of them, he shared a few with me, they're golden. Uh, yeah, we, I reckon that book's a winner, buddy. So uh, com. get on his list, send him his email uh, for, to get his tips. And um, mate, John, if ever I can return this favour for you, mate, you consider it done. Thanks very much, mate. All the best to you. Taking care of all of your real estate needs by bringing you the experts. I'm your host, Glenn Twiddle.